Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibby and Volley, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. just received some good news. The National Safety Council has presented the makers of Johnson's Wax with a special wartime award for distinguished service safety. The council is conducting an accident prevention campaign at the request of President Roosevelt to save manpower for war power. Although working under pressure and devoting a good part of their plant to making finishing products that serve the war or war equipment manufacturers, S.C. Johnson and Son have reduced their accident frequency rate this past year by 83 and one-third percent. The council reports that in the first year of the war, the number of American workers killed by accidents was six times as great as the number of Americans killed on all battlefronts. The time lost by industrial accidents in this period could have built 100 aircraft carriers or 23,000 bombing planes. I think you'll agree that every worker, man or woman, in every plant in these United States and Canada should do his level best to be careful, to avoid accidents, to keep well, and to work hard to back up those boys in Guadalajara and North Africa. Was the night before Wednesday. And here, as usual, are Fibber Me and Molly. So I walks up to the counter and I says to the butcher, I says, Bud, I says, give me about a six-pound roll roast of beef, two nice tenderloin steaks, and a pound of bacon. <laughs> well, that guy looks at me like I was dreaming out loud. <laughs> because just off. <laughs> Too bad you didn't sleep uh, long enough there, Stay asleep long enough to get those two steaks, dear. Yeah, I'll try them tonight. While I'm dreaming, you want me to go around by the creamery and get a pound of butter? <laughs> Say, McGee. Huh? How on earth do you wear the toes of your sock out like this? Look at here. And these are practically new socks. Oh, I see. I wiggle my toes when I think. Well, don't be such a deep thinker. Go barefooted. What are you reading there? Huh? Oh, this? I thought I'd read up on modern weapons and all the new stuff they're using in this war, so I went to the library and got a book. Oh, what's the name of it? Tom Swift and His Electric Rifle. <laughs> Believe me, the War Department is a dope if they don't sign this guy up. He's terrific. He's got a... Oh, I wonder who that could be. Probably a fireman from Berlin looking for a cool place to sit down. <laughs> Come in. Well, Abigail Lovington, Come in. Oh, how do you do, my dear? And Mr. McGee? Hi, Uppy. Hunker down on this homespun hassock and hand your hips a hunk of happiness. <laughs> I'd offer you this rocking chair, but it ain't been ridden for several days, and it's kind of skittish. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. McGee. I, I can't stay but a few minutes. 
Uh, Mrs. McGee, I wanted you to be the first to know. Abigail, you're not engaged. Oh, no. You ain't married again. No. You're not moving. No, that's not what I... I know. You're going to let your hair grow in again. Natural. No, no, I... Please, Mrs. McGee. Oh, that's okay. You look good with gray hair. You know what I always say. Just because there's a little snow on the roof don't mean the fire's gone out in the house. <laughs> Besides, up here you all... Huh? Be quiet a minute, dearie. Now, what was it, Abigail? Oh, my dear, I am about to join the WEX, the no. Women's Army Auxiliary Corps. Oh, have you put in your application yet, Abigail? No, no, but I believe I meet the basic qualifications. Oh, I bet you do at that, Uppy. You got more basic qualifications. McGee! <laughs> Will you be quiet a minute, dear? Sure, but I was just trying to ease the tension. This is a serious moment in a young girl's life. Just before she goes into the Army... What are the basic qualifications, Abigail? Well, one must be a citizen of the United States, and I am, and one must submit satisfactory proof of birth. That always seems awful silly to me. you got to prove you were born. Where do they think a big gal like you came from? A box of Cracker Jack? <laughs> one of these days, somebody... McGee, please. What else do they check, Abigail? Oh, general health, height, weight... Quiet, McGee. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet my clavicle. I didn't say anything. Well, you were going to. I know, but you moved in too fast. <laughs> then, one must pass a mental alertness test and present two character references. Oh, my dear, I'm really thrilled about this. Oh, I do hope you'll go with me when I apply. Well, I'd love to, Abigail. I've even considered joining myself. Yeah, Amalia. What was that? Oh, no, you don't. You, you got a home and a husband. You got responsibilities. You know what happens when I eat my own cooking. Oh, no, you don't. You can't do this, Molly. I, I refuse my permission. Well, uh, excuse me, but I must be going, Mrs. McGee. I'll call you this afternoon, and we'll go down to headquarters together. Yes, you do that, Abigail. I'll be thrilled to death. Yeah, so long, Uppy. When they get you handling them army mules, I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. McGee. I shall naturally be thinking of you, too. Goodbye. <laughs> Try to bandy words with her if I were you, McGee. Why? She'd top you like she was trimming a hedge. Yeah. <laughs> she just wants to strut around in a uniform. That's all she wants. Gee whiz. Now, she... listen, you stop right there, my fine fellow. Huh? I know a little bit about the wax myself. And they're wonderful. Every one of them is releasing a man for frontline duty. Yes, but my... And guy... they don't strut. They work. They rig parachutes, they drive jeeps and peeps and repair motors and operate radios. I know, but what it's I mean... It's the only authorized women's organization except the nurses that serves with the Army. Yes, but... What and the... just because the Marines said you were too old, and the Army said you were out of condition, and the Navy said they didn't want you, and the Air Corps just laughed... <laughs> you needn't think Oh, that... well, lay off. Now, cut it out, Molly. I wasn't insulting the wax. But them gals that spend 250 bucks for a fancy uniform... The wax wear... Government-issue uniform. Yep. Hey, how do you know so much about this? Oh, look, you, you ain't seriously thinking... Oh, now, Molly, you can't do this to me. Who'd mend my socks? Who'd make my bed? Who'd... Calm yourself. Calm yourself, dearie. Come in. Well, call me a jack, give me a knife, and turn your back if it ain't Horatio K. Boomer. <laughs> Mr. Boomer, long time no NBC. 
Good afternoon, my pretty, and a reluctant recognition to you, rat face. What, to use a vulgar colloquialism, is cooking? <laughs> oh, nothing much, Boomer, you old reprobate. Just talking about Mrs. Uppington joining the wax. You got a nice military wristwatch you can sell her that you found sticking to your fingers in some jewelry store? Oh, now, McGee. You wrong me, my boy. I'm not the Horatio K. Boomer you once knew. I'm a reformed character, yes, indeed. What caused this sudden gush of purity? Six months in the clink? Not at all, not at all. Finally saw the air of my ways. Got a job in a defense plant. Oh. Came to the conclusion that crime didn't pay. Enough. <laughs> a likely story. Let's see your identification badge, Mr. Boomer. Why, certainly, certainly. Identification badge, badge, badge. I'll put that badge. Had it right here a minute ago. Now let me see. Must be an odd feeling going through your own pockets, eh, Boomer? <laughs> Quiet, retread, quiet. <laughs> now, let me see. Uh, here's a short length of copper wire, handy to use at length on short coppers. <laughs> Just for a gag, of course. Here's a small harness buckle. Oh. Found that in my porterhouse steak last night. <laughs> Wonder if they thought I said powder horse. <laughs> oh, that's impossible. Still, why did the waitress tell me to pay my check at the $2 window? Ah, <laughs> uh, well... I'll bet you haven't got any identification badge. Tiger, Tiger Lily? Hmm, my new teeth are bothering me. That'd be an even money wager in any town west of Passaic. Oh, but I have it right here somewhere. Now, where's that badge? Let me see. What's this? Ah, a letter from my baby sister, Clarissa. Poor child. Now doing time in Kansas City. Oh. Victim of her own vanity. Mistook a bloodhound for a wolf. <laughs> well, well, imagine that. No identification badge. Must have dropped it in that dark doorway when I was rolling that lush. Unfortunately, it was somebody else's picture on it. Well, nice to see you, Dreamboat. Pip, pip to you, Pitsel Puss. <laughs>
look, Molly, let's be sensible about this. Let's talk this over. Talk what over, dearie? This thing about you joining the wax. Gee whiz, I know they're wonderful and all that, but think of me. I'm your dependent. Oh, for goodness sake. Stop wringing your hands and be sensible. And don't pace up and down like that. You make me nervous. I make you nervous. Here I am all alone, full of worn-out socks and eating out of cans. With you over there in Egypt someplace, bouncing all over the geography while I stay here with a star in the window. Wondering how much flour to put in the gravy, which I probably won't even have any gravy on account of I can't get any meat. And I... Hello, folks. Hey, what's this I hear about Mrs. Uppington going to join the wax? Well, she's going to try, Mr. Wilcox. I'm going down with her very shortly to put in her application. Why, Junior? Oh, I just wondered. Somebody told me. I think it's great. Good old Abigail in the wax. Stand by, folks. Five will get you ten that here comes the most obvious and corny commercial of the year. Well, I hope Abigail makes it. It's a great outfit, and she'll be a credit to it. Well, what are you staring at me for, Fibber? I'm just waiting. For what? Oh, just waiting, that's all. So you're in favor of Uppy joining the wax, eh, Junior? Sure am. She has no dependents. She's intelligent. Probably do a swell job. In the wax? Yeah. <laughs> Say, what on earth is going on here, anyway? This is the silliest dialogue I've heard since we dramatized the Count of Monte Cristo in our barn and the pig got loose. <laughs> Did you want anything in particular, Mr. Wilcox, aside from telling us about Mrs. Uppington and the uh, wax? Uh-oh. Here it comes, folks. Well, yes, I wanted you folks' opinion on something. Uh, may I use your phonograph a minute? Why, certainly, Mr. Wilcox. Roll the rug back, dearie. Huh? I imagine Mr. Wilcox wants to show us the new buck and wing or something. Now, now, wait a minute. Uh, what is this, anyway, Harlow? Well, it's very simple. I've been listening to the radio a lot lately, and I've wondered if maybe I'm not in a rut, if our radio advertising doesn't need a little more hoopla. So I made up a few records. This I shall have to hear. Yeah, go ahead, Junior. And I don't think you're in a rut. I think you're in the groove. My philosophy has always been... In a rut. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Wilcox. All right. Uh, wait till I adjust this turntable. Uh, here we go. Now, look. This is the whimsical type of announcement. Who's there? I'm dirt. I'm dust. I'm dampness. Well, I'm Johnson's wax, and I won't let any of you in, so there. <laughs> Keep holding the stop sign. He calls. If your paws for station identification leave fingerprints on the furniture, they'll wipe right off with Johnson's wax. These are the facts. Well, I think you got something there, Junior. Well, I think you got something there, Junior. And I hope it ain't catching. <laughs> Ah, but listen to this one. Now, this is the dramatic type, the heartbreaker. No, George, I simply can't go to the fireman's ball tonight. My housework has simply worn me to shreds. I feel like a cat that something had dragged in. Lamb chop. And don't call me lamb chop. This is Meatless Tuesday, and you know it. But, Duckling, you wouldn't be so worn out from housework if you used... Johnson's wax on floors, furniture, and woodwork like other good housekeepers do. Mr. Jones is right. Use Johnson's wax. It's great. It saves time, saves energy, saves work. Get some from your dealer today. That's uh, the dramatic type. Yeah. That's the dramatic type, all right. (laughs) 
I'll bet those phonograph records aren't turning over half as fast as Edison is. <laughs> what else you got, Junior? Well, look. Then, then there's the novelty type, oh. like this. Yes, try Johnson's Wax, and you'll make the grade as a fine housekeeper, because Johnson's Wax seals all wood painted and enamel surfaces against dust, dirt, and dampness. So train yourself to try Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Wax. It's good. Well, well, folks, what do you think? <coughs> yeah, I kind of thought so myself. <laughs> See you next week. So long, folks. Well, it was the old college try anyway, McGee. Yeah, we'll give him an A for effort. He always was. McGee, look at the time, and I've got to go with Abigail down to the wax. Oh, now, look, Molly, I don't mind giving Uncle Sam the best years of my wife. But after all, you've got a home to keep up. I won't even have time to change my dress. How does it look, dearie? Oh, it's don't tell me. I just hope it's all right. Have I got my face on? Yes. It'll have to do. Well, oh, where's my purse? Oh, here it is. I got it. I won't be long, dear, and I wonder if I need an umbrella. No, I guess oh, I don't. Oh, Molly, please, don't rush away like this. After all, when a, when a girl joins the army, she... Well, at least you could kiss me goodbye. Why, sure I could, darling. Goodbye. There goes the best wife a man ever had. Off to the war. And here I am, a lonely old man, sitting by the fires with only an old cat for company. Gosh, I haven't even got a cat. Where can I get a cat? Maybe if I... Uh-uh. Maybe that's a cat now. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. Sit down and be quiet. I'm in a bad mood. My wife is joining the Army. Oh, gee, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's peachy. You used to be in the Army, didn't you, mister? Who, me? Yeah, I was in France in the last war, sis. Gee, did you learn to parley who? Parley boo, sis. Who? Me. You? Yeah. You mean you could parley who French, huh? <laughs> and don't be such a smart aleck. Once upon a time, a famous author went deep, deep, deep into the forest to write a novel. One day, he fell asleep, and a big hyena came sneaking along and ate the novel. Is that all? Yes. It was a novel ate. Oh, my God. The King's Men sing, Would you rather be a colonel with an eagle on your shoulder than a private with a chicken on your knee? Now, why don't you advance as other boys have done? You've been a private too long. Now tell me what's wrong. Said the soldier with a twinkle in his eye. Here's the reason why. I'd rather be a private than a colonel in the army. A private has more fun when all his daily work is done. And when he goes on hikes, in every town he strikes. Girls discover him and they smother him with things he likes. But girlies act so shy when Colonel passes by. He holds his head so high with dignity. So would you rather be a colonel with an eagle on your shoulder than a private with a chicken on your knee? Well, colonels and 
majors and captains are fine with eagles and medals and buttons that shine. Corporals and sergeants and lieutenants too, all giving orders for privates to do. I ask you, what good would the colonels and majors and captains and lieutenants be if it weren't for the privates who carry out the orders that will win the victory? So would you rather be a colonel with an eagle on your shoulder than a private with a chicken on your knee? Not me. There's nothing on his sleeve except the girl when he's on leave. And when he goes on hikes, in every town he strikes. The girls discover me and they smother me with things I like. But girlies act so shy when Colonel passes by. He holds his head so high with dignity. So would you rather be a colonel with an eagle on your shoulder or a private with a chicken on your knee? Yes, ladies. I'm Lieutenant Gordon. Could I help you? Yes, you could, dearie. My girlfriend here wants to enlist. I'm Mrs. McGee, and her name is Abigail Luffington. Yes. Yes, my name is Abigail Abington. I mean, Abigail Abington. Oh, my. Oh, I'm so nervous. There's no reason to be, Miss Uppington. Uh, Mrs. Uppington, sir. I mean, madam. I mean... Oh, how does one address a female lieutenant? Lieutenant? Simple, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, I, um, I must confess I'm rather ignorant of the organization, Your Honor. Oh, I am in lieutenant, but, I, um, but I'm a widow, I have no dependents, I'm in good health, and I am a United States citizen. Well, those are all desirable qualifications, Mrs. Uffington. Uh, let me explain briefly about the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps. It is a corps of women in military uniform, under military discipline, receiving military pay. We serve officially with the Army. And when we have recruited our necessary 150,000 members, it means that 150,000 men are released for combat duty. Do you speak any foreign languages, Mrs. Uppington? Why, uh, no, I don't believe... Oh, I... now, Abigail, you do, too. Don't be so modest. You talk pig Latin like everything. <laughs> well, I'm afraid pig Latin would not be very useful to us, Mrs. McGee. We have very little contact with the German general staff. <laughs> Well, um, uh, what are the physical requirements? Just general good health, Mrs. Duffington. You don't have to be a perfect physical specimen. Oh, Abigail, you lucky girl. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Uh, uh, how much is the pay in the wax, Lieutenant? Exactly the same as in the Army, with all living expenses paid. We feel this is a great opportunity for American women. Many of them will develop special skills, which will be very useful after the war. Besides which, we feel that we are back... Let me see. It says half a cup of shortening, a cup of graduated sugar, <laughs> two eggs separated, separated, separated from what? <laughs> Who wrote this dad ratted cookbook anyway? Colonel Stutnagel? Now, let's see now. Oh, well, I'll never get this cake baked. Come in. Hello, Mr. McGee. Hello, Mrs. Oh, where's Mrs. McGee? <laughs> Hi, wimp old man. Hey, what does TSP stand for? Tailspin, I think, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Tailspin. 
One and a half tailspins of salt. <laughs> that can't be right. What are you making? Upside down cake. Well, maybe tailspin is right. Hmm? <laughs> maybe you just put in some salt, whirl around till you fall on your batter. How long ago was Sweetie Face here, Mr. McGee? Your wife? She hasn't been here, Wimp. Really? No. Well, my goodness. When I saw the curtains all down and the rugs torn up and the place in such a mess, I thought that Sweetie... Hey, McGee, where are you? What's happened to this house? Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mrs. McGee. I just thought... Uh, that... Tell me later, what goes on here, McGee? The house is a wreck. Well, ain't you... Ain't you... Didn't you join the army? Why, of course not. Huh? I got all the dope out of months ago, and I decided how much responsible. But who wrecked our house, dear? Well, gee, I thought if I was going to be a grass widow for the duration, I better learn to do things. I started to wash the curtains and clean the rugs and bake a cake. Only I scorched the curtains trying to dry them in the oven. (laughs) I couldn't get the soap out of the rugs. And what does TSP stand for? (laughs) Teaspoon. And give me a kiss, you silly boy. Oh. Well, what are you looking so pop-eyed about, Wimple? You mean you can make a mess like this in the house and when your wife comes home, she... she kisses you? Oh, dear. Well, why not, Mr. Wimble? What would your wife do? Oh, oh. Let me take that bowl of batter. Let me take that bowl of batter, Mr. McGee. I might as well be stirring it while I shudder. that are said over and over again sometimes get to be such an old story, they lose their original meaning. They are worn smooth from much use. Take the word conservation, for example, and the phrase, take better care of the things you have. Yes, we've heard them often, but we'll hear them many more times before this war is over. Because it is important to take better care of the things we have. It is vital to conserve your resources and our manpower in little ways, in every way, in every home in the land. And that brings me back for a moment to Johnson's Wax used in millions of homes for the protection and preservation of floors, furniture, and woodwork. The regular use of Johnson's Wax saves expensive refinishing. It also saves many hours of work and adds rich, mellow beauty to your home. Johnson's Wax is available in three forms, paste, liquid, and cream. gentlemen, or rather just ladies, the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps, known as the WAX, really does need 150,000 members. This is the answer to the question lots of you have been asking, what can I do to serve? Yes, and after seeing some of those snappy-looking women, I think they ought to change the old slogan to join the Army and let the world see you. (laughs) Good night. Good night, all. Characters of Horatio K. Boomer and Wallace Wimple heard on our program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for the home and industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Chicago WMAQ.